0: Welcome to the AV Youth Podcast. Here you will be able to listen to our latest messages and everything AV Youth related. We hope you enjoy today's episode.
1: Welcome, AV Youth, to another episode of The Rewind. We're so glad you guys are here with us. My name is Robert. If you guys don't know me, super glad you guys are here with us. I am today's host. I'm here with Johnny what's up I'm here with Emmanuel. what's up and I'm also here with Merrigan aloha aloha I'm down with it <laughs> we're now in Hawaii um so an all-expense-paid cruise can be yours today if you just sign up we have the background and fill out too. fill out our connect card Very true. um you get entered in for a drawing to win a round trip to Hawaii which is really just the lake that we have in the back of the church uh, when it gets flooded. <laughs> <laughs> we'll consider that a little island. But how are you guys doing today? I'm um, doing great. Yeah? Yes. Blessed, you know. Doing I didn't know,
2: I didn't know you were asking us, but good. Nice. I can't see anything. <laughs> I can't.
1: You have eyes, right?
2: <laughs> I'm only seeing the mics. <laughs> it's
1: okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm glad you still have your ears, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right. So uh, today is going to be a good episode because yesterday... Charlie left the message off pretty well. His whole message was to the brim with fear. Uh, What are we filling our lives with is the whole series idea of to the brim. And the whole idea for the rest of the series is, let's find the blank that we're filling our lives to the brim with, right? And there may be even topics that we don't get to cover. However, there can be anything that we can fill our lives to the brim with that it can be affecting us in a negative or even in a good way. So we can always see that. But if you guys didn't check out that message, make sure you guys go listen to it first before you watch this podcast. That way it makes sense. Uh, we're going to be referring a lot to Charlie's message, so that will be helpful. Um, but right now, we're going to hop into question one. And the first one is just a little easy one, in my opinion. It says, if you were Peter in the storm being asked to step out in the water, what would your reaction be?
0: Ooh, um, man. Well, like he said, it depends on. Well, yeah, that's. That's that's a very big thing because he knew that he had to trust fully and rely on God, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, My reaction, I think I would try to walk out, but it would be a very sketchy thing to do. It's... uh, But yeah, I feel like... I think we all can be Peters at times where we can walk out, but it takes a lot of faith to do. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of strength to do so i would try <laughs> but i think i would be in a very fearful state of mind
3: mm-hmm. yeah yeah i would probably looked over at john and been like hey you want to try first <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know just to kind of test it out to mm-hmm. see um but no in all honesty i would have probably been just like peter um i would have you know doubted um i would have been like i'm not a good swimmer I would probably drowned." <laughs> <laughs> No, but and like like I said, um, I'm no different than Peter. I would have probably doubted. Um, I would have probably tried it just to see, just to kind of test it out to be like, okay, I've seen I've seen Jesus do miracles. Let's see if he could come through with this one. But ultimately, um, my faith probably would have failed in that test, to be honest.
2: Mm-hmm. Honestly, if I'm being honest, I think I probably would have been like, heck no, why am I going first? <laughs> but I think I might have tried. But I have a feeling like what um, Manuel said, I probably would have doubted.
1: I think for me, honestly, if I really look at everything and just say, well, I would have looked at this guy and be like, well, you're standing on top of this water. <laughs> I would have looked at his feet first and been like, how does this work, dude? Like You know what I mean? I would have been pulling so, a trick on you. <laughs> yeah. like I would have been so confused. And I honestly just with with the confusion, I don't think I would have done anything. I would have been like so frozen. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Like, that's why I don't think I would have even been Peter in that instance. It's like I'm sitting there like, dude, I'm trying because I'm a I'm a big thinker. You know what I mean? I like to yeah. think and figure out how the heck this makes sense. So I'm sitting there like, Hey, bro, like, what kind of shoes you got on? Like, <laughs> hey, Toss me a pair. Nike says you walk on air, but like, yeah. hey, you're walking on water, dog. I want right. to know. <laughs> I want to know what that's about.
3: <laughs> got some shoes we all know about. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's those Jerusalem cruisers. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me a pair of those? <laughs> He's with his Jesus sandals. It's true. <laughs> the Birkenstocks. Um, but question two is going to be kind of interesting for um, just understanding the storm in general. Because being able to walk out on the water obviously takes a lot of faith and trust in Christ. But being able to see this question and say, how would I respond immediately? Not like what I would do ultimately, but instead immediately will my reaction be. So it says, when storms in your life come. Usually, what is your immediate response? And that's just in general. Like, mm. what, are, what are your tendencies? What are you, what are the things in life for you that is your immediate response when storms come your way?
3: That's a good question. Um, I think something I find myself doing a lot is probably what Peter does. And that's instead of looking, setting our eyes on Christ, like Charlie was saying yesterday in his message, we tend to basically look on our surroundings and you know look at our circumstances and be like man our circumstances are super overwhelming um realistically you know many times we question why are we even in this storm to begin with um and so a lot of doubt can creep in um so when i'm going through a lot like through storms in my life i uh tend to um just a lot of doubt creeps in um and i'm found i find myself with like two options either stay in that doubt and continue to feel pity for myself and become the victim and have that victim mentality or i look to god and be like god i recognize that i have all this storm going around me but um and sometimes many times it doesn't make sense while well, i'm going through these like certain things but i'm just like god i'm just gonna trust you and trust your word um and so i find myself kind of at times you know doubting um and at times leaning on god and allowing him to to use that storm to to strengthen my faith uh, like charlie said yesterday in his message
1: yeah doesn't yeah. go unused i think that was a really good point
0: that yeah. he made yeah and uh for me i think sometimes i i, I learned to dwell within myself so i try to play god sometimes and i think that's a very horrible thing to do because you try like figuring out things and not just having faith and stepping out in the water instead of just taking it in and letting god do what he needs to do whatever that may be you know like it says that like the prayer that Jesus said you know it's not my will but your will yeah and that's something that i ha- I struggle with it's like it's like okay you know you got to give up your own self mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I feel like me I dwell within myself a lot and I try to figure it out myself and search for you know you try grabbing on to any little thing it may be instead of just relying fully on God but like he said it, it does purify you you know those storms they make you they purify you they make you stronger and it's to conform into the image of christ Mm -hmm. so that's that's for me
2: (laughs) um i agree with a lot of what emmanuel said like sometimes i will be doubting and then other times i will be um trusting god more but i do agree with what johnny said i i usually tend when something does come i usually tend to keep it to myself I usually don't tend to talk to other people about it but um like that's usually how I'll react I'll be like quiet but then there are moments when like it's just really overwhelming and I know I have reached out to people about it but um it's usually after I feel like God nudging me saying reach out to somebody talk to somebody because they can help you but yeah It's
1: good I think one thing that's funny for me is that this is just how it was in high school and i never grew up Christian. So this is just what I had to learn through the world. And it was like, mm. Oh, when you're feeling some type of way, talk to somebody. So <laughs> that's what I do. Mm. But I never choose God first. You know mm. what I mean? Like I'll always constantly talk to somebody else mm. and talk to them and be like, Hey, yeah, this is going on. This is irritating. And I never sit there and say, man, I should really pray about this before I to, like, bring it up to anybody. You know what I mean? And it's weird. Like I, and I check myself all the time. It's like, why did I do that? Like, that's yeah. fine. I'm not saying don't talk to people like talk to your friends about what's going on in your life. You know what I mean? That's totally yeah. fine. But you should be talking about it to God, too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I honestly urge and suggest even first, like, yeah. what, what am I seeking mm-hmm. the counsel of others if I'm going to neglect the counsel of God? You know what I mean? Like, there's no point to mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm wasting <coughs> my breath if I, if I think I'm going to find uh, the answer um, because my friends know me, they're going to know the answer that I want to hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it's going to, Oh, and it's like, if they don't say what I want them like to say, I'm going to come off like very irritated or like, in a sense being like, Oh, well I'm trying to like, get you to understand my point of view more so you can say what I want you to say. But when it comes to God, it's like, God's word is God, like God's word it doesn't change. It's not going to change for how you feel or what you think. It's like, no, like this is what I said. So this is probably why you don't come talk to me first. You know what I mean? And I think that's (laughs) why for all of us, um, the immediate reaction is always outside of God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Either we don't talk to him. We don't think about what he's going to do. We don't understand any of it. So we're like, oh, maybe, maybe this is just something that God's doing in the background, but it's not like God's doing this right here, right now in front of me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that can be something that just in my life that I've noticed. And I think uh, everyone could, could relate to. And I think to even work on as well. Yep. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I I have something to add to that, too, because like you said, like the
0: counsel of God is like, you know, you could have many multiple friends and groups or whatever, but there's a difference between the counsel of the God and the ungodly. It even talks about that in Psalm 1. So it's like sometimes the people who refrain and learn to just take it in is because they've had people that they've been let down or distrust or whatever it may Mm -hmm. be. It, It could be traumas or whatever it may be where you learn to do that. But there's a difference that the church can bring and offers, you know, that there's a group that will care and love, you know, and it can make someone who didn't believe in love, believe in love again. Yeah. And have mercy and show like, you know, that like God's real, you know, he cares. Like what compels someone to be like this, you know? So that's just what I say. It's like for the people who feel that way, I think it's best to you're, if you don't feel you're in a group that you can do that and that they'll judge you or they'll say what they want and lie to you or whatever it may be. You need a different group.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I even I even suggest <laughs> to the to those who are new to church, it's like you see people even with some of our leaders and you would like you see people talking to them or you see people um like you just see their whole demeanor and you're just like this is my idea when I was a student, I was like, Do they care? Like they don't no. care what I'm talking about. Like yeah. I could sit yeah. there and talk to them, they don't care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean like I'll talk to them about it, but they don't care what's going on. And it's like, no, like we genuinely do, like we show up on a Wednesday night. For a reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think it's funny because that was just my mindset. And I think there's a lot of times where uh, we know we could talk to somebody older. We know we could talk to somebody about it um, as a non-church kid and talk to someone who's part of the church. And we could say, all right, let's talk to this person and ultimately think in the back of our head, ah, it's not it's not going to matter. You know what I mean? Like, it's just going to be a little venting session. That's it. That's like, Yeah, to a degree, we'll listen, but we're also going to guide you. You know what I mean? We're going to mm-hmm. point you in the right way. And when we point you in the right way, it's like you're not gonna wanna look back. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um but it obviously takes trust in, in, in the gospel to be able to get yeah. to that point as well. So 100%. And true
0: love does bring correction. Oh, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Mm-hmm.
1: So Me and you were just talking about that yesterday. <laughs> we were talking about how <laughs> yeah how like yeah, exactly how when we when, when I choose to, to talk to you about just random things in life mm-hmm. and I and I and I say something that I, I notice, you're just like, Oh, okay, cool. And I was yeah. like Nice. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and you were like, well, that's loving. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And a lot of people, I think oftentimes in life, they, they don't know love because they don't know Christ. You exactly. know what I mean? And I yeah. think that as a Christian, and I'm not saying we should be correcting everybody. Okay. Um, but we need to show love first and then proceed to show what the correction now looks like in love. Exactly. Cause if we're just an angry Christian yeah. and I'm like, this is the most loving thing I can do for you. What do you want? like? Cause obviously yeah. we can get our, like we can let our emotions yeah. get the best yeah. of yeah. us. That's true. Uh, Manuel knows that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, Manuel. I've known Emmanuel. I know, know, a know that. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not saying that, like, Emmanuel, <laughs> like, is no. the first-hand experience, but his yeah. first-hand experience is with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've known Emmanuel for a couple of years now and he's been one of our interns as well, so being able to uh just do life with him and talk to him about certain <laughs> certain topics of, of <laughs> theology has has gotten <laughs> gotten pretty funny at times, but Oh yeah. I, but it's like it's just one of those things It's like all right, like we've we've yeah. learned to to see it and like, oh yeah nice you know what i mean like
3: mm-hmm. just come to like uh i guess a, an agreement and just come back to always the word of god yes. exactly. be like yeah. the cross hey, of christ yeah and it's like yeah. we're not trying to win the argument amongst no. each other and you know when you guys come on wednesday nights and stuff like that we're not trying to you know be the one who sounds correct and stuff like that we're just trying to point you guys back to what god says in his word um and it's just like like rob said it's the most loving thing we can do um and yeah like how you said you know just if we're gonna vent to friends, uh, coming Wednesday nights and venting to the leaders here is like the best thing you can do. Yeah. Um, if you really are that person who loves to talk to other people and just to um, you know communicate how how your week has been, how you know how school's been and stuff like that, the night to do is like Wednesday nights for sure. Um, and even if you're that person who's not really talkative, um, you know just you know go out of your comfort zone and just you know talk to somebody um, and just be just take a chance on it and see how it goes. Um, but I found it like how you said, Rob, you know, when I talk to you, our conversations, I always leave, you know, so much more, you know, just joyful because our conversation is always based on, you know, the word of God. Yeah. And so it's edifying, exactly. <laughs> it's edifying. And same with Jonathan. And, um, and it's just like, it's awesome just having those conversations with your brothers and sisters in Christ and coming on Wednesday nights and just, you know, just coming together and just vibing and just, you know, talking about the Lord and, and what he's doing in our lives. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's and you cool. can
0: even feel it too. Like, you know, cause like being out in the world, you can feel like, it's like, like it says, there's a, Prince of the power of the darkness like when you're out there and you're in certain groups or you're in certain like places you could just feel it like you know and sometimes it could affect you but there's just something where like you just go to church like you could just sense a difference with the people and sense mm-hmm. the difference with
1: just the surroundings in the area it's very very unique going back to talking about like communicating about sharing about like who God is and just talking about the Word mm-hmm. of God I know even merrigan's a good a good testimony to that too because it's like merrigan goes. And she's part of our, our life group for the, for the girls, the high school and junior high girls. And they always meet, they're on, I think you guys are still on Zoom, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so like you guys talk all the time about stuff that's going on in life and you guys always go back to the word of God too. So it's like, I'm sure that that's even more helpful. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you have anything to share about even just that life group, but.
2: Um, One of the things that I really like about our life group um, is that we have, we have a group chat, but it's like, we'll always talk to each other and like like um we'll bring stuff up if something's bothering us and like we will say something that we need prayer about and ev- like everybody will pray for it and it's really like nice and comforting to know that um like that's that's like one of my families now because like there are some people on there that I didn't know personally um like I didn't really know or talk to and now it's like I feel like I can go to them now and talk to them about stuff just from being in the life group and talking to them and praying with them but it's really nice to have a be in a life group join one if you aren't in one
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes that's good so um my third question for you guys is going to be pretty good too at least I think so because it, it's a lot of time thinking about this one. I honestly personally have spent a lot of time thinking about this one. But question three is in storms or seasons, how can we remind ourselves of God's sovereignty? And if you guys don't know what sovereignty is, what sovereignty is, is that, you know, above all else, God is still king. God has all authority. He has he 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 is. He's just sovereign. Like, it, it's a hard word to describe for me because I just, I, I know it so well. It's like, yeah. God, is over God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God is God. Yeah, God is God. He rules over all and he's Lord. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like understanding the sovereignty is going back to the fact that God's in control. Mm-hmm. And taking
0: that in the deepest form, like, it's more than that because God being God is like, he put the stars into orbit. He put everything into orbit. Like, it's like, you, yeah. that's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the person being exactly where they need to be at that time, you know, so. I think that's a that's a good thing. But like you said, with the question about sovereignty, um, I think something we need to do is humble ourselves, you know, during the midst of our storms and be like, because it's prideful to be like, oh, I, I, I don't deserve this storm. You yeah. know, we, sometimes we feel like we don't deserve what we we've gotten in life. Mm-hmm. You know, God's shown me that it's better to look at life and be like, you know what? I'm a sinner. Like you were explaining to me and how uh, Emmanuel has explained to me, like how evil sin truly is Mm -hmm. and how wicked it it is. And looking at it and being like, wow, I deserve everything that's ever happened to me. I deserve in all reality hell, you know, but he saves us from that. And sometimes like if that's all it that's all it should take to be like, you save me from the pits of hell. And life, you know, you gave me a new life in you. Mm-hmm. This world means nothing for yeah. in compared to an eternity yeah. of bliss mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. you. And so that's the thing is to have an eternal mindset, something that you know Benny G has also talked about. You know, like it's having that eternal mindset and keeping your eyes on the Lord at all times. Yeah, you know, and just letting I guess. N- Kind of having that whatever happens, happens, but not to the full effect that the world takes it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something that I think is about what it should be about sovereignty and when you're in the midst of the storm.
2: Oh, me? Everybody's looking <laughs> at me now. Um, I think one of the things that you need to do is, um, well, that I need to do also is just take a step back and just kind of like, collect your thoughts and pray and talk to God about it. Because I know for me, sometimes I'll just be kind of like rushing through stuff, trying to get it done. But I'm like, wait, no, I need to calm down, take a breath and talk to God about it and ask him like what he wants to do. Cause he is, he's a sovereign God. He's like above everything. yeah, And it's like, like, it's kind of amazing. It's really amazing to think about it, but it's like you, you, Can talk to him and like he will he might not answer you in the way that you think but he will he will answer you and he will show you what to do and help you get through your storm Mm,
1: that's
3: a good point uh that's a really good question i think a way i would go about it is um i think it it lies on getting to know god more intimately Mm -hmm. getting to Mm -hmm. know who he is as his character um you know i could tell a person hey god is sovereign Um, But if they don't come to that conclusion themselves, um, it just kind of goes over their ears, over their heads. And they themselves don't truly believe God is sovereign. It's like a veil. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I think it has to come the person. um, And for you guys being so young is, you know, going to the scriptures, as cliche as that may sound, is going to the Bible, the word of God, which reveals who God is as a person, and actually studying the scriptures and seeing who God is. And I think um, an example I've heard of and I really like is, think of... You know, you guys have your guys' best friends. Some of you have girlfriends. Some of you guys have boyfriends or you will in the future. Um, you know, the more you get to spend time with that person, um, you know, the more you get to know about them, what they like, what they don't like, who they are, um, their fears um, and, and just, you know, get to know their character, the more time you spend with them and the more you ta- the time you spend with them, the more you you know, you love that person for who they are. Um, you know, for example, like I know I know my my younger brother's order at In and Out. You know he likes a, a double meat with no cheese. Mm-hmm. You know grilled onions. Um, he likes a hamburger on the side. He, he likes his milkshake. And so it's like that sounds good. And I know it does. <laughs> right, it made me hungry. But yeah. you know, I say that to say is that because I've spent so much time with him and I know him. You know personally, I know my brother. Obviously, I know what he likes. I know what he doesn't like. In the same way. Um, I'm sure you guys can relate to that. You guys can think of somebody. Um, you guys know their Starbucks order, etc. But the more we spend time with God, the more we we trust in Him. The more we learn about who He is, His character, mm-hmm. um, how He is, how, and we come to that conclusion that He is sovereign. And we see it over and over again in the Bible throughout yeah. the Bible stories that you know God is with. You know, for example, David even in the midst of his storms. Mm-hmm. And so I think the way I come to that conclusion and the way I trust in God's sovereignty comes from you know just studying the scriptures and seeing for myself Mm -hmm. reading the truth of god and who he is and that he is sovereign and i i've come to that conclusion myself that he is in control even in the middle of my storms and so um regardless of how big my storms are and even when i doubt and i fail um one thing that never changes is that god is always in control Mm -hmm. um and his character never changes (coughs) and um you know, God is always with us through the middle of the storms. You know, our our life circumstances are always going to change. But the thing that never changes is God, his character, his word, who he is. I mean, he promises to always be with you in the middle of the storms and he promised to never forsake you. And so Mm -hmm. that's the way I go about it. I always just try to go back to the word of God, even though many times, like I said earlier, like I doubt, you know, there's times when I doubt there's doubt. There's times when, you know, I ask, why is this happening to me? But ultimately, it just comes back to studying God, who he is, and going back to the yeah. word of God and what mm-hmm. the Bible says about God.
0: Yeah, so I think to sum it up, it's like what Merrigan said, prayer. Prayer is very powerful. Mm-hmm. It's a very powerful thing that God, you're actually speaking to your father, your creator, you know, and relying on the word of God. Because it's like, I saw this, it said, how like how are you supposed to talk to someone without texting them, you know? So mm-hmm. you that's like prayer, you know, and you need... And, How are they supposed to communicate to you without them texting you back? And this is his text back. The -hmm. word of God is Mm -hmm. his text
1: back. And that's exactly how it should be. So one thing I think is uh, very interesting that we all like came to the conclusion of, and that's what I was really going to, I was, my answer was, is like, you know, when we can, when we combine a healthy prayer life and a, in a healthy reading habit, that's where we get the most understanding of God's sovereignty. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like when we pair those two together, and we spend our time with God. In my, in my morning going to Starbucks, I know he's sovereign. In the, in the time that I'm in the shower, I know he's sovereign. Mm-hmm. In the time where I'm going through the hard time of my life, I know He's sovereign. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that sovereignty won't change. I know it's kind of funny that I said when I'm in the shower, but like, I don't know. It's just like your basic tasks sing of your day. You know what mean? Like, dude, I mean? I, like, let me just say one thing. Though, I gotta say one thing. Yeah. I will sing in the shower all the time, and I don't get God's sovereign over We that. believe you. <laughs> so you know, it's like just certain times like that where I, we get to see that, yeah, like God is still sovereign, and even in the littlest moments. So why would he not be sovereign in the Mm. biggest moments that we face? You know what I mean? The biggest thing that prevents us from our sight of seeing that is the lack of prayer, the lack of trust and the lack of understanding of the gospel. You know what Mm I mean? Mm -hmm. And we're all guilty of it. I'm not saying like, Oh, this is what's problem with like, this is the problem with you. And I don't have that problem. You know what I mean? Like, no. -hmm. Like, we all have this problem We're we have the sin nature uh, that's connected. We're all human. Exactly. And because of that, Um, we we are we are broken. You know what I mean? And we we turn to other things first But we have to always remember and just if we're not in our word then we're never going to be like, oh Yeah, god's sovereign. You know, what I mean because we don't see it We don't we'll be like, oh, I don't see we're god's sovereign We'll forget we'll be like the jewish people back in the day when they after Mm -hmm. they crossed the the red sea It's like hey, I want to go back to egypt. You know, what I mean like we will assume that things were better before and it's like no like we need to be focused on this moment because God is still sovereign now, just like mm-hmm. he was that year when whatever happened and now seems so yeah. insignificant, but at the time was so yeah. big to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly.
3: Th- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so kind of to add to Robert's point, I really liked how you said, like, making it a habit. Uh, and I think that's so key. And that's something that I struggle with. Um, and I know, you know, a lot of us struggle with is actually, You know, being disciplined and making that a habit to to have a habit of reading the Bible and actually spending time in prayer with the Lord. And I think why it's really important, one of the many reasons is because we're constantly being reminded of who God is. Yeah, uh, because us as humans, we tend to forget, you know, you know, when something happens, you know, just for example, like a month ago, God answered my prayer. At that time, I was super ecstatic and super happy. But it's like then a month later goes by and it's like we forgot when God answered my prayer and he came through for me. Mm -hmm. And it's like because it's just we we tend to forget all the good things God has done in the past. And so in the same way, I think it's so important to build that habit of reading the Bible is because you're constantly being reminded. You're constantly learning of who God is, of his ways, of his promises. And so then you can find peace and joy in those promises. And so I think you bring up a good point, Rob, is like. Man, we have to build a habit. And I think, uh, Johnny, you kind of touched upon it, too. It's like if we don't see our need for God, it's like we're never going to build that habit of going to the Bible, going to prayer. And so I think it starts with that as well as that, man, we we need Mm -hmm. God. You know, we need need
0: to see the darkness and be in the darkness to see the light. Yeah. And I think that's something that, you know, a lot of people are born into. (laughs) You know, (laughs) this world is dark. So but like you're trying to say, it's like, you know, the word of God is the light. That's the thing that yep. lights you up and it perfects you. It it can d- if you if you become a disciple and you become disciplined and just become consistent with reading and praying,
1: then it will
0: make you better. Yep.
2: You know? Yep. Agreed.
1: And I even say to to that, it will make you better. Um, but I think the ultimate goal is to be like obviously more like more Christ. Like Christ yeah. And yeah. I think that when it comes with that, being more like Christ isn't always feeling better. Oh, mm-hmm. isn't always. Yeah, that was good. Like, yeah. Isn't always <laughs> <Yeah>. feeling like. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I feel great today. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we see that clearly in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus did not feel great to go to the Garden of Gethsemane because no. he knew he was about to get arrested. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's like an, it's it's when we think about a spiritual rebirth, we have to think about a death to our old way of thinking, and we have to start mm-hmm. over from ground zero. We can't continue mm-hmm. thinking and believing the ways that we, we even grew up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we could have lived in a perfectly Christian household, but we didn't understand who Christ was then. Mm-mm. So our our view is still skewed. We know the yeah. Bible stories, but it we can be don't, tainted. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and it's we we don't know the Bible stories, but we or we know the Bible stories, but we don't know the application and how it was supposed to be for our lives. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think it's so important to always read as well, because those stories, like I'll read a story tomorrow, and in five years from now, when I read it again, I'm gonna get something. Hopefully not totally different because mm-hmm. that's scary, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but something, something totally new, it. new yeah. that it's like this connects here because mm-hmm. I had never read here. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like I see this parallel that now paints the bigger picture of the gospel for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, but now this is a really good one. It's our obviously <laughs> last one because we only have four questions. Um, it's what is the hardest part of trusting the sovereignty of God in your personal walk with God? And I'll go ahead and start. The only reason why I'm going to go ahead and start because I want to make it short, like sweet and to the point. Because cool. I don't want to spend too long at the very end for this. <laughs> um, at least for myself, um, the biggest thing that I think is the personal um, struggle with the sovereignty of God in my in my own head during my walk is knowing that I haven't I haven't been Christian forever. And so, mm-hmm. in in, in the, ve- the very beginning of my life, and more more years than I've been a Christian, is that God appeared as Non-existent, as not present. You know what I mean. And so the biggest struggle for me is to is to walk through my life and say, no. I have to remind myself, no. God is here. God is sovereign. God is here with me. Because if I don't say that, I forget it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because I've been walking um, with Christ for four, maybe about four years, and in that time, I can consider myself Christian. But the time I became a disciple was two and a half years ago. You know what I mean? Where I mm-hmm. truly took Christ and all His sovereignty seriously. And I think the biggest, the biggest thing with that comes, I didn't see you this way forever. So now I need to constantly remind myself because now I want to tend to go back to my old life of Mm -hmm. thinking, just even thinking. And that can be a Mm -hmm. dangerous place to sing or think to ourselves like, oh, like God, you're not here right now. Like Mm -hmm. just so casually, like what? Like, and it's like, it doesn't come out of my mouth that way, but in my head, I'll go through life and say, oh, I got this. I got this. Hang on a second. And it's like I have to backtrack all the way back to the beginning of my even, like, first thought. It's like, no, no, no. And it's even just constantly correcting my thoughts. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. good. Um,
0: mine, I think, will be how it says that God is love. And in sovereignty, you know, you see a lot of – there's a lot of things. There's good and bad, you know, and you can't have a good without a bad. I learned that now. You Like I said, you, you got to be in the darkness to see the light. And sometimes God allows us to go through darkness and places us there to bring us out to redeem us so that we can be set on fire for him and just solely commit ourselves to him and for me i think it's more about how you are sovereign but yet you are love and that's that's mine so it's like trying to understand that and fully grasp that Mm. you know but that's me
3: um for me i would (laughs) i would probably say man Good question. Have me thinking here, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thinker for sure. Honestly. Um, so I'll just say just my stubbornness, I guess. Uh, and just my, my own fleshly desires. I think, you know, I have different uh, expectations and many <laughs> times those expectations uh, about certain things don't turn out to be the way I want them to be. So, you know, trusting God sovereignty can kind of be hard at that time. Um, like in those instances, I should, I should say. Mm-hmm. And so, i think for me i think the battle kind of lies there i have to be so convinced and that's why it's so important going back to reading the word of god is that god's ways are better you know the bible Mm -hmm. says you know my ways are higher than your ways says god you know my my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and so it's like i have to come to that and be okay and trust that god's ways are truly better than my ways that Mm -hmm. even when i am going through storms you know like how we said earlier it's like where god is taking us through those storms for a reason for a purpose and Mm -hmm. those storms aren't in vain they're not meaningless they have a a reason to build us up spiritually and so i think that's super important but my battle lies in between my expectations at times thinking that you know things should be this way uh but they don't turn out like that Mm -hmm. and so then sometimes i can question be like god like man can can things go my way but it's reality they're not going to always go my way and so Mm -hmm. i just have to trust that you know, God's yeah. ways are better than my ways. Mm-hmm. And that takes, uh, you know, humility. And, mm-hmm. you know, we all struggle with that as yeah. humans. It's just pride. It's just thinking yeah. that our ways are better when in reality, you know, like God's ways are better always. And yeah. so, yeah.
0: And that's wanting to get what we want. Exactly. Yeah. And just I, I, I picture it's like we're on a 2D plane and God's able to see the 3D picture. Mm. So he puts things into play, even though it may hurt you at that moment. It leads to something greater mm. for you because he is a caring God. He is a sh- good shepherd, you know, so he will lead you if you truly do follow him, Amen. you know, so that's, that's kind of how I see it, you know.
2: Yeah. Um, there's one thing that I, it's sort of like a saying that I, helps me remember. Um, it's um, God is just, God is loving, but he's not just loving. Um, and it's it a good one. <laughs> <Yeah. I know. laughs>
1: I know. Let me write it down. I know. <laughs> um,
2: but it helps me, I'll say that to myself and it helps me remember that he is, he's loving, but he's also, so he is, he's love, but he's also so much more than just love Mm -hmm. that it's, it's really, it's like, I will think about that. And I'm like, I can't comprehend this. This is too much to think about. it, It will give me a headache from thinking about it for too long. But, um, yeah, I just, I think that's like, you need to remember that God is love and he's so much more than just that, that you, that's like, like what Johnny said, you can't have good without bad and you can't have um, a light without the darkness. Cause if it was all just light, you, w- there wouldn't be like any light or any darkness because you wouldn't have one or the other. Um, But yeah, I just think of it. I agree with what you guys said.
1: Mm-hmm. And even yeah. on a deeper, like theologically, like topic of, of, That it's like if there was no darkness, there'd be no choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, that's why we look at the beginning of creation, there was a choice for us to choose against God or choose for God. Mm -hmm. And personally, like, when I look at that and I think about our lives, um, I think the biggest struggle with sovereignty is being able to choose who we're gonna listen to myself, who I'm used to listening to all the (laughs) time. Yeah, or am I gonna listen to God? Who I need to set (laughs) aside time because myself, I can, and this ties into like me, it's like. I can come up with an answer in two seconds because that's how my brain works. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if I have to confront God, it's like, I need to go before God. And now I need to possibly fast because of how serious the issue is. You know what I mean? It's like, and fasting's encouraged, if anything. It's like, mm-hmm. when I should sit there before God and be like, God, what do you want me to do? What mm-hmm. do you want to be done? Like, and now it's so much less of just me, but it's more, more of what God wants. And it's, it's it's time consuming and it's exhausting by the time you're done. And -hmm. it's like, we don't trust in, in the aspect of, Oh, God's going to give me the strength to even continue after this, this session of (laughs) prayer and fasting. You know what I mean? Like, it's like all that kind of stuff is like, it's work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But we should not neglect it. And I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to God's sovereignty is that to understand it, it does take time and it does take Mm -hmm. effort and it does take work to get to know who he is and to talk to him about it. And also, to not have our way is work in general with anybody so it's Mm -hmm. like let's let's trust in that
3: yeah and like really quickly just to kind of add to that um like you were talking about many times and i do this so many times um but many times we look at reading the bible and praying and you know how you said like fasting as a burden and it's like man we have to do these things we you know seeing it kind of like a homework or like a chore it's like we have to but when we see it like that of course we're not gonna want to do it but exactly. when we look at it from the perspective of man we get to pray you know we mm-hmm. get to come before god before our creator before our father and we get to pray to him um, and we get to read the Bible, you know, it's a privilege to be able, you know, there's many countries where, exactly. you know, yeah. they can't have the Bible, exactly. um, they can't, and people who read the Bible in other countries, I think, I believe in China, they get, you know, thrown into jail, yeah. just North for, Korea. yeah, in yeah. North Korea as well, yeah, and it's North like, Korea's people get, world. are still getting yeah. beat over, you know, saying that they believe in Jesus, and stuff like that, and so it's like, many times we forget uh, how privileged we are to be able to have mm-hmm. the bible in our yeah. hands or even in our phones so easily accessible and just mm-hmm. be able to open and just to learn about god and just to be bold in our faith and be like hey like i'm a follower of christ um where other countries if you say that you can you can possibly get killed or yeah. thrown into jail be able and to so speak yeah. freely exactly and say what you believe 100 yeah. so i think you know i i find myself catching myself like how you were saying rob like mm-hmm. man i i have to go through all this work and stuff like that But then, you know, at times I found myself, you know, God, you know, convicting me and telling me like, hey, like it's a blessing. You get to come to me in prayer and and, and reading the word, my word Mm -hmm. and reading about who I am. And so I think we just kind of have to change our perspective in that way and and just see it as a blessing that we get to come before God and, and, you know, learn about him and, and come to him in prayer. And
0: mm-hmm. I think another thing to add on that
3: is like sometimes we forget our other brothers and sisters in
0: Christ that are going through this, mm-hmm. you know, because they are our brothers and sisters in Christ. That's what the Bible says, you know, so it's like we forget to hold them in prayer and hold them in fasting and showing love to them the best way we can, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it, it creates a sense of family that everyone longs for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, it says man's not meant to be alone. He was never created to mm-hmm. be alone. And s- when you get left alone, you s- can turn psycho or whatever w- may happen, <laughs> yes. you know, it's possible, you know, it's <laughs> in isolation. <laughs> but the thing is, like, realizing uh, that you have a family, you know, that they are there. They're, and some of them are being persecuted and holding them in prayer and just staying strong, you mm-hmm. know, not mm-hmm. giving up the faith.
3: Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say something, but I'm going to cut it short because. Cool we're going to be done here <laughs> yeah, uh, just because mm-hmm. I know the cameras are kind of c- going to be cutting off in a little yeah. bit. But, yeah. um, other than that, guys, we're so glad you guys were here with us today mm-hmm. for the rewind. Um, yes. again, thank you, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Emmanuel for yeah. showing up. Yep. Thank you for having me Thanks for being on the show. And also Merrigan, thank you so much for being here today. Gracias mm-hmm. for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, guys, we will catch you guys on the next episode of the rewind. Yes. Cool.
2: Sayonara.